Today's episode is brought to you by an agency, but not just any agency. Think of an agency that supports small to medium businesses. Think 100 to 500 employees or nonprofits on a mission that have significant funding in any case. This agency is the one who will do it all. And look at the rave reviews they have. From managing your social media, to writing your newsletters, to designing and prototyping literally everything, to testing and A-B testing, and sending out ads and SEO, and all of these things that you need to drive sales or awareness, whatever it might be, that you need to grow your brand or maintain it, or just crush your competitors into a thin dust of oblivion. This agency does it, and it's aloha.agency. Check it out, aloha.agency. I'm Gaston Palladini. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Mulek Science. And I beat the often path of using the, the cost efficiency from the plants and the traditional uh, agribusiness words was to achieve a low-cost ways to produce uh, food. Can plants be more like meat? No, really. In this episode, we're going to spotlight Mulek Science, a trailblazer in the food industry harnessing the power of molecular farming technology. Are you not sure what that is? Well, guess what? I'm not either. So at the helm here and joining us right now is the CEO and co-founder Gaston Palladini, who brings a wealth of experience from his 20-year tenure at Argentina's meat production heavyweight Palladini Group. Now, Mulek Science aims to disrupt the food sector by infusing plants with animal protein genes. This company is crafting a novel category between plant-based and cell-based technologies, and frankly, it's a wild concept that I haven't heard of before until right now, this very moment. Mulek Science is dedicated to creating food ingredients that merge the cost and environmental benefits of plant-based food with the taste and functionality of animal proteins. Basically, like his hat says, can you make soybeans taste and behave like pork? Today, Mulek Science is traded under the NASDAQ stock market under the ticker MLEC. This idea is just so crazy I had to explore it. So here right now is Gaston Palladini. I'm Ross Palmer, and this is Beat the Often Path. This is such an interesting story for a variety of reasons. Um, first of all, it's technology that I think few people have thought of. It reminds us of the future. We think about the distant future and we think of crazy concepts like this. Like I said, I've never heard of anything like this before. It's mind-blowing. I'm very interested in both that, but I'm also interested... Very few people on earth have a personal journey, like your personal journey. This rich family tradition inheriting this a hundred years. And then you taking the reins but choosing a different path. So... Let's start by asking the question of why. Why, after 100 years, did you feel that you should start something different? Why did you want to change the trajectory of what you were already doing? Well, it's a good question. Uh, and to be honest, it's not the first time I heard it. You know, it's, uh, mm. um, it's because, as you said, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy to hear that uh, some, someone from, from my my, my my family start doing what I'm doing, you know. But um, I had been immersed in the traditional meat industry my whole life because I'm part of a fourth generation of a traditional meat family business in Argentina. It's Paladini Group. The same, uh, the the name of the of the business is uh, is my last name. The last name of the whole family um, is a uh, is a big group. Um, and, uh, a big history behind me because um, um, we got a uh, 100 year of history uh, of this of this big 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 um, family business. Uh, we are the biggest pork producers in the country as well, so we are, we are fully vertically integrated. Uh, so um, and I and I have spent uh, more than a decade being a board, formerly a board member 
of the of Paladini Group. Um, but I could say that I sometimes I feel that I was born more in a slaughterhouse than in a hospital, you know, because of this a strong family business. My my father used to work in Paladini. My grandfather as well. Uh, my grand grandfather was a founder. So it's a very strong legacy uh, over my shoulders, and I I think that uh, that's why I, I founded Mulek. Uh, I'm 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 very proud of of what my family uh, has made for so many years, for one hundred years. Um, um, but I think I truly truly think and believe that we need to find. Uh, alternative solutions to produce the same, to produce the same products. Alternative ways to uh, get and produce animal proteins. Um, Paladini produce sausages, meatballs, ham, salamis, all kind of cold cut products, the t- traditional Italian recipes of all these kind of products, and, and hamburgers. So, it's so many, so many different. Pr- uh, processing meat products, and at the end of the day, that's the biggest um, meat uh, application market uh, and industry. You know, the, the processed products. You know, not just the cut huh? uh, or the T-bone or, or just uh, the, the 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 meat. Is the nuggets, the sausages, the burgers are the the, the majority of the stake in the in the in the industry. Um, and there is a reason behind that. It's because of the cost, and because of, we need to feed the world, and because we love it. We love that kind of products, similar as, as cheese, you know, in, in the dairy industry, you know. We love it. Uh, the question is, uh, do we need to feed, grow, and kill an animal to produce them? Well, now I'm, I'm proud to say that uh, because of science and technology, we don't need to. We could get the same nutritional values, the same nutritional um, aspects, um, the same flavor uh, and organoleptic properties from the meat without feeding, raising, and, and killing animals. You know? um, and that's where um, Mulek science comes into equation now. Um, I, I see this not as a totally different path. Or change, you know. For me, it's um, it's the same way to see the same business and the same path, but considering and taking your tax. See this way. Huh? When my, my, my father started uh, working in Paladini, well, there was there, there were no computers, however. Then they started adding computers, uh, systems, machines. I don't know. I have pictures from my grandfather and my father, you know, um, doing all manually the sausages, you know, the ham, the Bologna. All the products were manually. It was the same business. Then in the 80s, in the 90s, the, the new technologies started embracing, you know, the, 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 the new way to produce the same products, to improve the products. To improve the the way that they 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 to, to, they produce them, and also to put focus on productivity, quality, uh, share life. 
So now, this is not about quality or productivity or share life. This is about sustainability. This is about uh, raw materials, sources, for the same business. So see it this way. On the, this, that's my way of seeing this. You know, it's like each era has a different and a new technologies to embrace. In the 80s and the 90s was the new machines to produce the products in a more scale way and, and to, to be a, a cost efficient and, and to put focus on quality and shelf life. Now, this area is about um, uh, reducing water and, um, um, and, uh, and green gas emissions. That's what we are talking every day. Uh, there is no plan B. We need to put focus on sustainability and the environmental issues. Uh, um, that's what the consumer are demanding as well. Mm. Animal welfare, well, that's depend of a niche because of veganism or because people uh, try to balance the diet or because of a, a new way of seeing the industry. But that's not the, the, the main trigger, you know. That I personally believe that the main trigger is uh, the, the environmental measures that in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 20s, we never make that kind of math. Now we are doing it. Mm. So are we, I, I am shifting the industry? No. I am embracing the tech to help us to address new needs. Do you think the that problem would be the same, same you know? Yeah. Go do you ahead. think that's the same in other people in the industry? Are you an outlier here? Are you different than other people? Or do you think a lot of people in the industry are having similar conversations to you and moving in that way? Well, it's um, there are uh, several big meat players uh, investing in new technologies. Huh? Cell base, fermentation, uh, molecular farming, um, um, plant-based. So, no, there, there are several big players investing, and the, I think that's the way to to get into these uh, new techs. You know, um, I think we are we are all sharing, you know, the the broad vision about the future. The thing is that we are still figuring out which technology will win, or maybe. Um, how we could um, classify these new techs. You know, I personally believe that all the new technology will find their their own uh, sweet spot in the in the value chain. You know, for for example, fungi will be great for a specific texture applications, and cell base will be great for 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 a specific functional proteins and the muscles. And, and, and molecular farming would be great for, for, for the bulk proteins and the massive scale of, 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 of the matrix or the formulas and fermentation others. Well, um, is what I'm what I am doing is like a, like um, projecting, learning from the past, you know, and, and what what happened uh, in in the past uh, is that. Uh, to produce one product, uh, uh, you you always need a, a combination of new technologies, not just sure. only one. Huh? Right. So I think there is a lot of people thinking of that. Uh, there is a great companies out there uh, uh, developing um, 
groundbreaking products, and there is a, a traditional and conservative big players thinking and trying to 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 take uh, action on this new way and uh, on this new new path. Um, I think that we still need to uh, find, you know, that uh, uh, how we are going to to address the market. And, and, and now I'm talking more about science and tech, the big, deep, deep yeah. tech, huh? not plant based and uh, a meat replica or a meat cheese, you know, or, or sorry, uh, or like a fake cheese, whatever. It's like, I'm not talking about plants. So I'm talking about science. It's because because the science has the ability to replicate nature with different tags. Uh, so that's what Mulek is doing with, with, with piggy soy, huh? We are replicating. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are replicating the the the, the real thing, the real molecules, the real protein from the pig in a soybean without any intervention from the animal. So uh, that's the mind blowing thing that we still need to figure out how we are going to get into the market. For me, it's quite clear. But we are talking about a, a big industry that is more used to commodity and and traditional ingredients. Um. And these kind of things sometimes could be could be seen as a as a, as a crazy thing, but um, it's doable, it's feasible. Uh, there is no any red flag whatsoever, so as to approve this product from a regulatory standpoint. Incredible. And we are getting a, a great uh, feedback uh, and no any pushback from the industry so far. So um, I'm uh, time will tell. And uh, there is, uh, we still need to to wake and work hard uh, for for a couple more years to to get our products into the market. But uh, I think um, it's very it's very good so far. So let's talk about this piggy soy, which is a, a very funny name. <laughs> I love it a lot. Uh, so this on the image of your website, you say here's a picture of traditional soy, and right below it, you say here's piggy soy, and it's a soybean, and there's yeah. a cut in the middle, and the inside yeah. looks pink like meat flesh. Is that actually what's going on or is that just an image that helps you understand? What is the texture? What does this product actually look and taste like? Well, yes, it's the same. It's a real thing. There is no Photoshop there. Huh? It's uh, actually, I have my, I had some, a couple of, a bunch of beans here uh, that I could show you, you know, that's a, uh, um, so if you, if you cut them uh, open, they're nice pink on the inside, like, like pork. They're pink. They're pink. Yes. They're pink. The reason why they are pink is because of the huge okay, amount of animal right. protein inside. It's real. It's real. There is okay. And, and let me tell you that the the most uh, powerful thing that Mullen has uh, is not just that kind of product. It's the platform. It's the way to produce high amounts. This is a very visual example, piggy soy. Huh? But the the powerful tool is the technology that allow us to produce, and that's a, a patented technology for Muller. I want to clarify this. Huh? It's not just general molecular yeah. farming, you know. That's what mm. that, what the Mulek scientists found. is uh, the way to produce high amount. That's the key, the yield, high yields. Huh? It's not the same to produce 1% of porcine proteins over total sober proteins on a soybean than 20%. It's not the same. In a stable way. So, uh, see, please take uh, soy as a, um, 
bioreactor as a, a small factory. Our factories, our soybean could produce over 20% over from, of por- porcine and animal proteins over total soybean protein. And that's a very, very powerful tool that could be used for different other applications and, and industries. We focus on food. We focus on, on, on nutraceuticals and, um, uh, and dietary supplements. That's our, our, our scope. But this technology could be used to different other techs, biomaterials, biocosmetics, uh, biofuels, um, pharma, vaccines. You know? So um, um, going back to your original question, is pink because of the high amount of this specific molecule from the pork. Uh, and it's mind-blowing, you know, you see it. You know, we could it get into a pink powder. It is, okay. it is. So a food producer could receive this soy-based ingredient with porcine proteins inside, and it will improve the uh, nutritional values. You will improve the organoleptic properties as well. It will taste that meat. meat. The color is in, the natural color is inside. That is quite obvious because you're, you're seeing it in the bean. Um, and you will have a, a good, a good um, amount of iron into a formula. Natural iron, again, without any animal intervenience. So this is the same thing without animals. And that's the crazy, the crazy thing because, because now you could, you could uh, have an alternative source from the, for, for these um, meat producers. You know, we are like Paladini, we are used to get all the animal proteins from the livestock. That's the only yeah. way. Right. Huh? We need to feed the animals. We need to grow them. We need to kill them. And you need a huge amount of infrastructure, a huge amount of machines and, 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 and work so as to produce that killable meat, you know, without considering the feed-to-food conversion inefficiency. Uh, that we are feeding animals with grains. Uh, and in between, there is uh, environmental pressure. Uh? Yeah. The methanes, the gas emissions, the land use, um, and the water use. Uh? So um, so that's, the uh, let's say, the, 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 the core solution from MULEC. It's like, uh, let's... Uh, coexist and 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 uh, in the industry by giving to this giving an alternative source without um, uh, compromising taste and nutrition, you know. Because uh, uh, at the end of the day, the the animal proteins are key for our diet. The questions are more related to um, you know uh, sources and, and, and environment and. and 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 the, and the amounts we are we are taking the molecules that are very important for our diet, um, and not the ones that gives cholesterol or 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 or, or heart diseases. Uh, and, and and this is a very important part of the story as well. But uh, let's uh, let's keep to the to to the to this uh, you know uh, the broad idea of, of, of replicating nature with, with science and, 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 and as I always said, you know, is Mulek is, is focusing on, on, on feeding the world, you know, so if you don't 
put focus on affordability is uh, it would be quite tough to to hit that goal uh, to fit the world you know you need to 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 focus on affordability this is not pharma you know that there are like four five zeros of price of a small component we are talking about food this is one zero uh, you need to keep the cost down you need to feed everybody you need to balance calories and 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 nutrition you know um and um and um is 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 a is a, a good way to 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 see a mulex tag is to 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 think in a commodities 2.0 you know is uh, commodity ingredients 2.0 uh, keeping the low cost from the plants and the and the agri world and uh, and adding value high value on top of of um of the plants so once you've created this, will it keep breeding with these animal proteins inside? Do you have to constantly keep uh, injecting animal proteins or it's like once you've created this new strain, you no longer need animal proteins to begin with? Or what's a little bit about that process? Well, no, it's, um, you, there is, when, you, when you start uh, developing this kind of, of products, you always start with different research lines. So... Uh, to get into one uh, new generation of seeds, we as, we have started with 550 different transgenic events. So take like uh, 550 different soybeans with different okay. techniques of modification. Now we are getting into around 12, 10, 12 different events. So there's a narrow down of the tech and then you went into one, only one line. That line is the champion line that will be multiplied. It will be, and that and that line it will be stable, and could resist different generations of of different campaigns. So it's like um, similar as the as the as a, this, the science in the, in the biotech companies the uh, from from the from the agribusiness world that, that produce new generations of, of genetics of, of seeds for different reasons. Our reason is to replicate animal proteins, to produce yeah. animal proteins, yeah. uh, keeping, the, keeping the standard and commercial yields, because that's a very important thing also to mention, you know, is you need to keep the cost uh, low, you know, by not paying... Uh, premiums into a farmer, not because we don't want to pay, it's because what you need is not to add extra layers of cost. Um, so the, the beauty of, of, of Mulex Tech is that the only thing that we actually modify is just the seed at the very beginning of the value chain. And then the biology do the rest, the same farmers and growers do the rest, the same field, the same machines to the same downstream process facilities to recover the milk, the proteins to extract the oil and get the milk. Um, we're not tailor-made the whole thing. We, we are just modifying the seeds and, lev- and we leverage what uh, in the existing infrastructure so as to keep the commodity cost. The question Incredible. is, okay, but at, at what price? Well, right. it's difficult to say because... Uh, we are creating a new thing. We are in some way category creators. You know, it's, it's difficult. There is no benchmarks where there on the market that they are commercializing uh, a mix between soybean and, 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 and meat proteins 
in an animal free way, in a bag for food producers. You know, there is no benchmark, no? But um but these kind of of of, of, of products are, are uh we believe that are uh, very, very um, um uh, important for, for the food industry because the uh, believe me, that because I'm, I'm an insider here, I, I know how this industry works. You know, all the R&D departments of these food producers, big cake, big guys, food producers, needs to start testing new ingredients. You know, um, yeah. because the the consumers are demanding uh, more with less every time. So have you have you tried this? Have you eaten a product based on this? And what did it taste like? Is that are you at that stage yet or not yet? Yes, yes. There are all, only. Um, uh, so far, they're only uh, internal testing, testing, um, and 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 it's, it's irony, it's tasty, it's meat. The smell is okay. incredible. <laughs> it's um, really? but um, but what we what we are doing is uh, I can't reveal names uh, now, but um, we are uh, starting conversations and and, and some Warstream joint Warstreams with uh, some established players. Because the, the best way to, to test and prove what we are doing is not only in our own labs, it's in the in the food producers' labs that have all the infrastructures, they know how uh, they put the potential to, to taste and prove these uh, samples and ingredients into final applications. So um, that's, that's how the, the ingredient and B2B business works, you know, you... You send samples, you start collaborating and and, and, and co-working with the R and D departments, um, and this uh, this way this take time. You know, is you need to you need to co-work with, with with them. But once we once we, we 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 end into a good application and 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 and, and formula, then it's a matter of start producing tons. You know, that's why it's very important to have a very efficient value chain uh, so as to be yeah. ready to deliver tons in the future now is we are in in yeah. let's say three different um layers and uh, in parallel regulatory pre- uh, path from one side production and scale up and selecting the best seeds so as to scale up the um the the seeds and the third front are samples, testing, uh, and lab uh, efforts. Um, do you think that there will be a dramatic reduction in the amount of pigs that we cultivate for slaughter or a total reduction? What do you think the logical conclusion is of this technology if everything works out in the best possible scenario? I want to be really honest here. I think that I will not be alive to see a reduction of uh, livestock, what I will what I will see uh, is uh, this industry being flat. I think first we need to to stop growing that uh, system and to start substituting with new techs. Um, the demand of animal proteins is uh, is growing, not too much about the uh, uh, not too much uh, from the from the growth population. You know, it's not because of growth population only. It's uh, it's more relating from GDP. 
You know, um, the, the, the consumer sure. of animal proteins is directly related to the GDP. You know, if you have more money, you eat, you, you eat more, more animal protein. Simple like, simple like that, you know. So, um, so the demand is growing. How we are going to address that demand, I personally believe, is with uh, alternative solutions, right? such as Mulek and some other ones. Um, I will not, I will not uh, envision a, like a reduction of the traditional. Well, what I will, what I will see is like a, everybody supplying the demand, um, um, maybe in the future. I'm, I'm not saying you know. I'm always saying like half a shock and half a because I, I believe in the that I will not be alive to see like a, a full substitute of the traditional method, you know. Um, maybe my, my sons and my, my daughter will see it, I don't know. Um, uh, maybe, it's, uh, but I'm, I prefer to, I prefer to be focused on solving the, the, the problem for the next decade and not for the, for the, for the next century, you know. But uh, it's, a, it's a way, it's a way to, to get into there. So what do you think about, uh, not a lot of people, in my opinion, generally think uh, so long term, they work on something that might not have an impact until after they die, or that they might not see the benefit of for 50 years, 60 years. So what is the motivation for you when most human beings, they say, eh, if I'm not going to be alive to see it, then I'm not going to do anything because I don't care. What makes you care? Is it because you're part of a family tradition, because you have this lineage and you have the idea of passing something on to your children? What motivates you to create a change that may not truly matter for decades? Well, don't get me wrong. I, I think that it will matter uh, for, the, for the industry, definitely. Um, see this way. Um, the, um, there is a intrinsic concern in the in the meat producers, um, in of the of the huge risk of of uh, raising animals. Um, the, the swine flu is an example. The avian flu is another example. Uh, it's a huge risk, you know, from the from a business standpoint, you know. So from that side, this is a a great solution or, or, or a great way to de-risk that concern. That, that would be one sure. thing. The second thing yeah. would be that um, I will be alive to see Mulex products in the, in the shelf, uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the market, in the industry. I personally want to to tell that story to my little kids in, in, in a couple of years uh, and that uh, they will understand they are six and four years old now. They are, they understand oh, congratulations. that his father is working in, in, in great, in great tech, uh, mm. but uh, in, in, in a couple more years, I, I will be a great story, a great story to tell. And, um, and that's that, um, that the title of that story would be, um, you, you you could always find a way to to do it better huh? yeah it's um, um, um it's, it's great what you are doing but it's, you could always do it better yeah uh, keep looking and, and and it's always good not to harm in a process huh? yeah um so um that's um that's a 
personal motivation. Um, you said quite well, you know, because of my, my background and where I come from, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a double motivation uh, on top of the business. Um, so I, I personally want to do my part here by just, I'm, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a technician, you know, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur with a, with, a, with a motivation to lead scientists uh, in, in, this, in this area. And, and I feel great by being one of the, you know, the pioneers in molecular farming in food. You know, it's like uh, when I uh, started talking about molecular farming back in 2020, I was alone. Uh, I was like, who is this guy doing GM tray, uh, GM seeds for the food business? Who, who is this guy blending pork and soy? You know, it's like, uh, what are you doing? And now I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm proud to say that there is, more than 12, I think there are 13 different molecular farming technology, sorry, molecular farming companies in the food industry now. After Mulek, you know, uh, start telling the story, you know, and there are a couple of them that recognize us as the, as the, um, as the first one. I, I don't know if the, being the first one is better than being the third or the fourth. I don't care. What I want to say is that I feel proud of at least uh, leading, you know, scientists into into this space because we need them because uh, we, we we are solving big problems, big challenges, uh, um, and I, I I really encourage them to embrace science, you know, uh, to solve that problems, you know, similar as as what. Um, the pharmaceutical industry made with COVID, you know. We were all locked down. A lot of people were dying because of a new issue, a new disease, a new problem. And the solution was the, was the science, the vaccines. Let's be honest. Let's face it. It was the science. Yeah. yeah. Now we are facing a lot of uh, problems in the food industry, food security, you know, um, uh, pests and diseases from the animals, uh, war. You know, after the Ukraine-Russia war, you know, the commodities prices were crazy, you know, and, um, and that is because of, of, of how the countries and, and, and the supply chain works, you know. So you need to put, you know, uh, new people to think on the future of this industry and not just cheap and tasty products, you know. It's, mm. it's, it's much, much... Uh, much bigger than that. You know? So than I yeah. go, yes, it's bigger. And going back to, to, to your question, my, 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 my personal motivation is to, is to, to, to lead teams in thinking on how we could address that problems by, by using science and tech. And that's new, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that uh, because my, my, my grandfather, I'm going back to my personal story in Paladini, you know, my, my grandfather had uh, a different angle, great one, but for that area, my father worked for his specific er uh, um, era, and and now is uh, is 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 my time to 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 do my part. It's your time to shine. 
One last thing. So like you said, a few years ago, you're the first person doing this. 2020, not that long ago. If you asked me a few years ago whether you could combine pork or you said porcine protein with soy protein, that's one of those ideas that sounds insane and impossible. What gave you the idea that this even might be possible? Where did that idea ever come from? Um, well, um, I want to be uh, um, fair and honest. You know, we Muleg is not a, a typical startup. Um, we didn't start from scratch. Uh, we are a, sort of like in a spin out from a Biocetes. Uh, it's a biotech and an ag tech uh, holding with operations in the United States and South America. Um, and I, I, ha, I met Federico Truco, Biosurge CEO, long time ago, more than 10 years ago. And, and we always had this crazy idea to, it was not so crazy, but at that time it was crazy. Now it's not so crazy, but it's like, let's start a, a startup, you know, a, a new company in the, um, in the alternative protein industry, combining Paladini's experience and Biosurge as your scientists and my technicians, and we could create something new from Argentina to the world. That was the, the, the idea back to, I don't know, it was like 2005, whatever. Uh, it was a long time ago. Um, Mulek is a result of that conversations uh, back in 2019 and 2020. Um, at that point in time, Federico called me and said, well, we we have, in Bansers, we have a, a great platform, that's molecular farming. That was the first time I heard about the tech. Um, we were the first um, company to produce a bovine protein in a plant for the food industry. That was a dairy uh, sector, produced chymosine in safflower seeds to, um, to produce uh, this uh, specific enzyme for the clotting of the milk. You know, when you produce cheese, you need it. And I understood that part, that story, I think was mind-blowing. But uh, the market was small. Let's say Kaimos industries like around three, four hundred million dollars per year. Very mm. specific technical application. Safflower is a marginal crop, but it was a great proof of concept because they took that molecule and they take they they took it into the market. They make the whole process. <coughs> Sorry, regulatory approvals, uh, patenting. Uh, the a patented platform, um, a proof of concept, an industrial scale, uh, clients, um, uh, they substitute a fermented chymosine with, by using plants. When I heard that technology from Federico Truco, C, uh, the Biosphere CEO, um, well, the, his idea was to use this platform to produce different other molecules for culture meat and different applications, maybe pharma. And when I heard that technology and that approach, I I thought that it was like a like a Formula One car in a awful road, you know, going you know very low <laughs> yes, speed. Yes, yes, you know? it's a good analogy. Yeah, and this, I get it. And this, and I said to him, you know, this is a Formula One. Let's took let's take this Formula One and let's put it in in a racetrack. On a racetrack, yeah. On a racetrack, directly because and 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 that I and, and I made two questions to him. Instead of safflower, it could be soy, could be soybean. He said yes. Yep. Second question: Instead of 
chymosine, it could be myoglobin, porcine myoglobin or porcine myosin or porcine other and, and a different molecule from the meat? He said, yes. Well, we should do that. And he said, let's do it. That's it. That was the idea. That was the concept. From a platform incubated in BioSource for more than a decade to prove the tech in a small market, in a small niche, with a small molecule, with a marginal crop, and transition that experience and tech into a much bigger total addressable market opportunity. That's alternative meat and meat as a, as a whole, as a general, with much uh, valuable molecules in the queen of crops. That's soy. Uh, that was the Crazy. beginning. So we, we started modifying soybean right away. After that, we started modifying pea as an alternative crop. And, and we continued the safflower projects, the chymosin one. And also we started acquiring new tech that was a gamma lironenic acid in safflower seeds as nutritional oil. So we are, we do have uh, several different um, products in our pipeline and they will come along in different stages. We are close to start commercializing our molecular, first molecular farming product um, that's a GLA, Glasso, uh, in safflower seeds. We are learning a lot from safflower. It's very, it's a, it's a very similar bean and process uh, compared with soy, so we, we are learning a lot. And we are continuing our soy and pea project coming along. So uh, um, that's, that's how the, the idea come. Um, and and that's how we 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 started, you know, uh, together with with Biosource team, yeah. Martin Salinas and Hen Hueck, I'm as co-founder as well, uh, back in 2020. And now Bullock has more than 50 people uh, uh, working every day. Incredible. Well, like you said, you already said the words right out of my mouth. It's mind blowing. It truly is. Uh, I'm even more in awe having talked to you. And again, I can't thank you enough for taking this time and sharing your story because it, it truly is a remarkable story for many reasons. And I just can't imagine that there are many people on the entire planet with a story such as yours. And so I'm just honored to be able to share that story. So thank you for taking the time. And I really hope that it does produce everything that you hope that it will in the next 10 years. And like you said, make a sizable impact in the next few years, but maybe even a much more meaningful impact in the next few decades. And certainly this is one of those out-of-the-box solutions that I hope will expand anybody's mind about what's possible. So um, to wrap this up, where can people support you? Any final words or parting advice? I'll let you close it out for us. Oh, thank you, Ross, for, for this opportunity to spread the word, to, to tell one story, and to and to um, no, um, expand the message. You know, I think that yeah. The, in, in short, the message is let's embrace science in food. We need science. We need to be open to science. We need to be open to genetically modification and to GMOs. Uh, they're safe. They could, we could prove that they're safe and sustainable. Um, so um, I think the industry uh, is, is fully okay, you know, it's on board. Um, I am... I'm receiving great feedback of that. I think that the consumer should embrace science as well, similar as what, what, what we made with, with, with pharma, with the pharma solutions. Um, we need to be open to, to, to science in food. And as I always said, the best is yet to come. 
the new generations are uh, very open mind and, and they are all fully aware of the main challenges that the food industry has and the, and the, I'm very, very cautious of the environment. So um, we are working for the next generation. I am personally working for the, for the next generation and that's the, the most um, valuable purpose. Of, of working in Mule, you know, is uh, let's wait for let's work for the future. You know, food needs nerds, and we are nerds in working for <laughs> food. You know, so uh, let's uh, let's try to yes to get more people on board. Everything needs everybody needs nerds. That's the moral of the story. We all need nerds for the future, for the present. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure, Gaston. I can't thank you enough, Mulek Science, everybody, Gaston Paladini, and with that. Uh, the official podcast is over. Well, looks like my Uber's almost here, so that means the show must be over. But I just wanted to pop in real quick and say if you've made it this far, consider sharing this episode or this show with somebody that might appreciate it. There's lots of gold in here, lots of amazing people on display in the back catalog of the show. So check them out, support the show, and of course, most importantly, support these people on their individual missions. If you don't reach out to me or the show, reach out to these people and support and get involved in the way that you can there might be great jobs out there, great opportunities out there. You never know what can happen when you start building your life around a bigger mission than yourself. Thanks again for listening to the Beat the Open Path podcast. I'm Ross Palmer. See you next time. <laughs>